Hello, 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 listeners. You are back. Well, I am back with another episode of Talk with Liv. This is the third episode. I am excited to be here with you all on this evening. I have a special guest with me, my wonderful poetic dreamer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to let her introduce herself and say whatever she likes to say. So... Hey guys, so um, I'm Khadija. I'm Liv's close friend. Um, she's a sister to me. And as she said, I write poetry, so I'm a poet. Um, I love to laugh. And I'm here to talk about being saved and single today. Yes, saved and single. So I don't know if I introduced this episode to you all on the second episode, but as she said, we are going to be talking about the truth in all capital letters t-r-u-t-h the truth (laughs) about being saved and single you all know that i'm married now but i have a lot of single friends and um when me and my friends get together that's one of the the topics of conversations one of the main topics so we are going to talk about that today and get some perspective from a true saved and single woman amen amen all right so we are going to jump right in to some q a um that's questions for my sis she's going to answer them as open as honest as possible you all that have listened y'all know that i'm a very transparent person she's very transparent as well so expect the truth yeah so question number one why are you Khadija Bold? First of all, her last name is Bold. <laughs> yeah, we kind of skipped it. So, you know, these these answers probably going to be very bold. So anyway, first question, why are you single? That is very um specific. You. I love how you put you in all caps. I was like, so she want to know about my life. Yes, your life. My sweet. life. Okay. Um. So honestly... For me, I would say that I'm single because um, right now, I'm just simply preparing. And Mm. I remember a time where that used to really bother me. Mm. Like, it was real. It was like, what's wrong with me? Like, I thought something was wrong with me Mm -hmm. because I was single. And when I realized, like, the beauty within preparation, I was like, girl, the prep look good on you. Mm -hmm. Like, it feels good to be in a prep and it feels good to thrive within a preparation and not just preparing for someone but preparing to be what God has called me to be right and what he has called me to do and so with being real um, concerning um why I'm single right now I'm within prepping before I would say um I was just extremely immature within my thinking um my expectations within relationships um, I had this false concept of love. Like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what real love was. I didn't know what true love was. Um, I wasn't willing to really love or be loved because to be loved is to be corrected. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't like that. <laughs> oh, that's so real. And so I believe um, the, the me now is willing to do those things. Previously, before, I believe I was single because I just I didn't want something that would cost me me mm. that would make me sit self aside because like when you come across real love it's a lot of self examination mm. 
and it was stuff within me that I just didn't want to see but the the preparation is different because like you see yourself and you appreciate it you know right right but yeah I was and another thing is just timing um ain't nothing like God's time you know they say he's he never too late but it, it gets lengthy it feels right. long that's right that's right <laughs> sir. it does because I just want to be real and I don't want to um come in here and act like everything is all grand and being single doesn't mean you won't have lonely nights and stuff right. you know because at the end of the day everyone wants companionship with well, most people you know you want someone to talk to to confide in to build with to grow with right so i would say um timing too like that's a main thing just waiting on god's timing trying to do it god's way because without god's timing it's it's just pointless because you yeah. can mess up a really good thing trying to do it within your own timing that's right that's absolutely right so i love how you mentioned that love true love is pretty much accepting correction so with me being married i think that's one of the things that i did not prepare for in my singleness i did not prepare to have my husband you know put me in my place pretty much tell me when I'm wrong tell me when I'm being immature tell me where I need to grow um and to be honest I'm still struggling with that like and sometimes it's hard to see as a good thing absolutely yeah because I, I want to hear from him all the time you're doing great you know you're doing right, good right and I love you flaws and all but in all honesty I feel like in singleness we do need to prepare um, to be corrected because it's just like having a relation a relationship with a with a significant other um, in the natural sense is just like having a relationship with God. It is. I mentioned in my second episode that marriage is supposed to reflect your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So in your singleness, you need to be able to, or all of us um, need to be able to say. I'm good with somebody correcting me. Yeah. And if not, then you might need to be single for a little bit longer. Right. And it's a, it's a part of being saved, too, because the scripture says a fool despises correction. Absolutely. And once you realize, you, you say you want a God thing, and a, a godly man loves Christ like God loves the church. Mm-hmm. And I'm used to being corrected by God in prayer. When a godly man corrects me, it doesn't feel unusual absolutely it feels good actually because it you know good. this person cares about your soul yeah like you may not want to hear it like right but you know deep down this person cares for me yeah. this person genuinely wants to see me grow right they in the natural sense but ultimately they want to see my soul make it to heaven yes so yeah there's that okay next question what does a potential husband look like to you? Hmm. Um. I will say I've been taught, um, and I thank God for um, spiritual people in my life, especially my mom, um, who just basically tells me like what absolute knows, and mm. you know things that men must have in order to be a potential husband right. so things that I personally look for um, if I were to consider someone would be 
wait 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 you said if you were to consider someone okay so let's backtrack <laughs> we'll be backtracking too do are you do you even really want a relationship right now and i and i'm gonna ask this because a lot of people a lot of sisters okay let me just say this i'm 30 i have a couple of sisters that are my age and older mm-hmm. that are still single and they like really want a relationship so you you are what 20 i'll be 25 this summer okay you're, um, you'll be 25 this summer yeah. you have a career yeah you've graduated I mean, from college yeah um i'm not sure the degree you want to mention the degree um my current degree is in psych and i'm continuing within dyslexia and psychometry okay so you are so not only are you preparing for your yourself Mm-hmm. For if you know if a relationship ever t- comes, you're preparing yourself successfully as well. So knowing that you have all of this going on, yeah. and given your age, are you even really wanting a relationship? I mean, pull up on me. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Y'all heard that? <laughs> pull up on me. <laughs> For real, I wanted to add a little humor. But on a serious note, um, that's something I do want. I do desire. Not in a different way, though. Because I feel like I used to want it because I just got lonely sometimes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. You know? Okay. But, like, I'm older now, and I can't even talk on the phone with the same person every day because my need is in a different place. Mm. Like, my, my longing is in a different place. Like, I'm... And... I, when I say a different place, this isn't the same DJ from last year. Mm-hmm. So I, I just continue to see myself kind of shift in a way. So who was the Khadija last year? Oh man, just extremely broken mm. in pieces. Mm. Like when I, oh my goodness, so broken, so confused. I was really confused at one point. I really was, and at one point I blamed God for my brokenness. Mm-hmm. And it literally led me to this place of isolation when I felt like I had no one. Mm. And it caused me to really just go to God. Like, he all I had. It was like, Jesus, straight up, either we gonna do this or... Because I knew I couldn't go back. It, I, I didn't have anything to go back to. Right. But I didn't have the strength to move forward either. Ooh, sis. And I was like, God, what... <laughs> What we gonna do for real like yeah it when i say after that it's like he just started to carry me I, and i know he was carrying me the whole time but i had a sense of hope and he's just been escalating that hope every since right right but i had to get to a low place yes like yes. a really really low place for me to see myself to see how broken i was and to take those shattered pieces to god and be like Lord, I'm a mess. Mm, And I blamed you for it. But it really went all the way back to my own personal issues and childhood trauma and stuff that I had to face. Yeah. You know, which I'd rather get on this side than get in a marriage. Right, absolutely. Oh, yes. You know, look at my husband and blame him. Listen, let's talk about that real quick. I want to say to anybody that's listening, if you are broken in your singleness, marriage is not going to fix you. Preach, sis. Listen, me and my husband have been married going on three years. Y'all have heard that um, maybe a couple of times before in previous episodes. But 
even now y'all i'm still picking myself up yeah yeah and a lot of times i really take my insecurities my doubts my failures i take that stuff out on my husband and now don't get me wrong me and my husband were meant to be yeah i don't know if i've mentioned this um before but god gave me word that this man was mine and god gave him word that i was his so with us we just we were just holding on to god's promise we were holding on to his word but at the same time because we wanted what god said yeah you mentioned um the first question that you were pretty much still single because of the timing yeah you want you want to do it in god's time i want a god thing me and my husband <laughs> we did not do it in god's time let's yeah. just be real yeah we knew what god told us we knew that that's what our heart desired as well and so we were just like let's just do it let's just go ahead and get the wedding over with yeah. so that we could start this marriage yeah. not knowing that we were broken mm. That we were still broken and this is individually. Yeah, yeah. And broken together. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, cause when you, when you're individually broken, it you you expect someone else to like kind of fill in those pieces. Right. It's like the blind leading the blind. Yeah, really. And once you get to a place of wholeness, it's hard to accept someone broken. Right. <laughs> because you work so hard to be whole. Yeah. And you want to protect it with everything. Yes. So when you see like toxic and another thing is, you know you whole when you see brokenness still trying to like knock at your door, but you refuse it. Mm, like I when I, I could go on for days talking about being whole. Right. And I'd rather be whole one and when i think about single i think of one and one is whole mm, a lot of times okay. we associate singleness with just being alone right you know and i don't think there's anything wrong with being alone per se because it's needed um that's when god really speaks to you individual concerning your life what he has for you his plans your calling when you're alone he can really speak to you specifically right. absolutely and that's what that's what i've been focusing on within this time have i always focused on that no right because i wasted time dating i've I wasted some time sis and i just refuse <laughs> to go back to wasting time so i'm very strategic about what i give my time to now and that just goes back to getting good counsel absolutely. Like, you know my mom was like fill up your skills you know do things productive you know focus on um, ways to better yourself mm-hmm. and just after hearing that over and over and also you know just staying um, within encouraging words looking at certain videos on YouTube doing practical things hanging out with friends right? you know like not sin and pity and stuff right 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 and all those things helped and I feel like I was doing those things for a long time but I really didn't get to a place of wholeness until I was willing to face the brokenness within me but I had to face the pain right and i had to be like man god that joint hurt right like i had to really just be like it hurts so bad right before he could just really show me your hole within me right yeah so now that you're out of that place and you're in a place where you can pretty much see things for what they really are yeah spiritual in the spiritual realm as well as the natural do you do you feel like you know what a husband really looks like? You know, the question was, you know, what does a potential husband look like to you? Do you feel like you could say 
you do you feel like you could look at somebody and say that is a potential husband not for you just in general i do but i also believe that at the end of the day it's just my opinion right okay you so know? in your opinion yeah within my opinion, what is what is a okay let me ask like this what is khadijah's potential husband <laughs> truth sis truth is he gotta make me laugh because <laughs> <laughs> baby you laugh i laugh and if you can't make me laugh it's just a no but um honestly i really need um a defender for one mm-hmm. i need someone who's afraid to speak the truth if i gotta give up the last name bold you know that's a bold last name you know if i gotta slide that aside to take on yours i hope you're a defender <laughs> <laughs> right but um on a serious note yes most definitely a defender i'm a protector i'm seriously someone who does have um a boldness about them because i need someone who can protect me and my family you know i want a family one day so he needs to be able to protect as well as provide yes absolutely. you know some people call me bougie i do like nice things you know right. <laughs> Girl, ain't nothing wrong with, ain't nothing wrong like with it my husband no yeah and i'm not materialistic but at the same time i'm in a place where i can afford certain things for myself you know right, right, glory right. to god because i you know all these things come by him but yeah i i need a most definitely a provider um as well as someone who's a giver because um i never want to be in a place whereby i withhold things and i forget where god brought me from mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i just and i really need a best friend because right, right, right. i can't marry anyone that i just cannot like be myself with right absolutely you know i think that's important because i remember in my singleness i was you know talking to this guy and i was saved saved at the time i i I was still learning who i was but i wasn't confused about what i wanted yeah right and so with this guy and we weren't even dating this was just somebody that i really wanted to be with and he wanted to be with me as well but that's neither here nor there but with him i really could not be olivia and olivia talks a lot yeah olivia is you know what i'm saying i i can be very punctual i can be i can be very let's see intellectual but I can be real ratchet yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and I need you to be able to take my ratchet right. with my Harvard. Yeah. <laughs> and I ain't even going to Harvard. But you but know, I feel you. Right. But yeah. I, 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 he, he didn't like, he didn't like that, that personality. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even, it wasn't just like I was a, like a ratchet person. It's just, that was my humor. That still is. Mm-hmm my humor and I appreciate my husband because I can be (laughs) throw your head back ratchet right exactly and he (laughs) I mean he just lets me be me right you know and he sits there and sometimes he acts a fool with me right and so I think that's very important to have somebody that is a best friend that understands who you are and that says hey I like this yeah because number because they know that you are comfortable and you want to be comfortable with somebody and, and whoever this person is they need to they should want you to be comfortable with them so. right yeah hey man that was a good answer okay so the next question 
How do you cope with not having a man, quote unquote, or a significant other on special holidays that may revolve around relationships or highlighting the love that you have for your significant other? Man, let's be real. Around holidays, it, it does hit a little different. Okay. Because... For one, you know, you got the whole social media thing. Yes. You know. Everybody posting. Everybody posting. Woman. <laughs> they dates. They, right. they, they dressing up. Flowers. <laughs> right. You know, nice dress. Right. But um, thankfully, like for like holidays like Thanksgiving, Christmas, holidays like that where I'm with my family, only the married people, the older people are married everyone around my age is pretty much single Mm -hmm. so i'm not isolated there but at the same time Mm -hmm. you still can't help but to just still feel like you know it would be nice to have somebody doing this time you know but um then you have like other holidays like valentine's day where it's just flat out yes baby you're single today baby (laughs) (laughs) for real um i feel like i cope with it by spending time with close friends so like Mm -hmm. last valentine's day we all went out and nice restaurant dressed up you know and it was a group of us you know so i just really spend a lot of time and energy within moments like that with other great people you know that i can identify with right you know if someone else who could have been lonely during that time right we just get together have a good time i had so much fun and when i think back to like the night we celebrated um I guess Valentine's Day. I don't know what we call it. Friend Times Day <laughs> or whatever it is. I don't know. But it just means a lot to have great friends. Right. And I feel like that's another thing that really helps me cope during times like that. Just having great friendships, other people to confide in and identify with because it's like you aren't alone. Right. And right, you right. aren't the only one to have these feelings. And I thought for a long time that something was wrong with me. I remember one time I went to Evangelist at our church. And I was like, something's wrong with me because I'm having these feelings. And, and she looked at me and was like, girl, it's a good thing you have those. Right. Like, you need those, you know. But just learn how to keep those under subjection until that appropriate time. Right. But for the longest, I thought something was wrong with me. And I learned that within wholeness, you, you're you going to have feelings. You're human. You're going to feel right, things right. just like Jesus did. But it's when you, like, learn how to put those things within its proper place. So, and, like, people around me, they understand that, too. You know, they know what it's like to, you know, feel those feelings around holidays and Valentine's Day and stuff like that. But it helps when I can trip out, like, bust my side laughing at the Right, right. And just have a good time. And we all talk about relationship stuff while we're there. Right. Like, so it's like one huge big date, I guess. Right. You know, but it's fun. So what about, and this is just a question right off the top. Um, for those who have been listening, the questions that I'm asking her are questions that I had prepared for her to answer. But this question, how do you cope when you are in a place where you're like, man, I really wish I had somebody in this moment? Like, say you're, you're you may be having a, just a really tough time, maybe at work or whatever, and you just really need somebody to vent to but you don't want to vent to your sisters you really do may want a guy's perspective or a guy's ear right right i have guy friends okay and like they help a lot okay and they're you know uh, and of course you know you spend time in prayer and you fast and you do all those things but at the end of the day 
you still want somebody to talk to. Right, right, you know? right. And so I have two guy friends specifically that I could literally call if I'm having a moment like that. And they understand and they're right. just there for me. Amen. So it really helps to have, I guess, a great support system. You know, yeah. Like true friends that really care about you. And I love how I have both girl and guy friends. And I was going to ask that. Do you think it's possible? And I'm asking this because I know it's a lot of pe- Okay, so in society, people think that a guy and a girl cannot be best friends without eventually having feelings one of them is going to have feelings for the other especially if you find yourself being vulnerable with this person and sharing your feelings with them do you think that a guy and a girl can be best friends i think it's highly unlikely okay that they can be best friends and no one feels anything okay i think that's highly unlikely now i do think it is possible and i've seen people who are best friends like like each other but it's at different times and they end up you know separate and be with other people Mm -hmm. but it's highly unlikely that no one neither one right feels anything i I agree because you're so vulnerable you're so open you know because you and then you don't just share that vulnerability with anybody anybody. especially not a man especially not a woman either okay yeah so with guys i just believe you do have to be very careful when you find yourself with someone who's open and vulnerable um and i don't know i'm just i've i feel like i'm the type of person that can be a great listener Mm -hmm. and sometimes i don't want people to get too vulnerable with me because then i feel like i have a responsibility Ooh, yes. you know and that that's not really healthy within just friendships and then you don't want them to get the wrong idea it, yeah you don't want to leave anybody on either that's right yeah so that's when like i'll start to just kind of give a little space and not talk too much you know right but still talk and be friendly because and because then friendly. you don't okay so what if this guy is in a place where he wants a relationship and then y'all are already real close and and I, I think that's a big deal too because like with being best friends with the opposite sex you you could very well mess up your friendship yeah. if y'all are best friends and say like like I mean like we're saying one somebody gonna catch feelings yeah so okay y'all best friends say this guy catches feelings for you you ain't in that place so the the friendship is almost ruined yeah in a sense yeah i i I will say this if you fight for it it is possible to keep the friendship yes it's possible to keep the friendship after someone has confessed feelings if you set those boundaries and you abide by those okay and don't get back too close okay so you can no longer be vulnerable and yeah you just can't be that close that's true and not catch them so if you want the friendship to continue and it be just a friendship Mm -hmm. you can't be vulnerable like you were before because if you do the feelings are going to come back that's true i definitely believe that okay so two more questions 
Um, do you think the man that God has for you is close by? For me? Yes, for you. For Khadijah. <laughs> um, we're talking about the, the truth. The truth. The, the truth. truth about being saved and single. Yes. I'll answer this. I want to give one word of answer, and I'm not going to like go into detail. Sis, you got to go. G- give me give me two good details as to why the answer is yes or no. Just two. Okay. I'll give you two. Um, the answer will be yes. Okay. The reason being is because of the preparation that I'm in. I feel like God has literally prepared me for something great. Okay. And for two, I've been through so much. <laughs> <laughs> I've been through so much. I'm like, Lord, I ain't no way. Too much. Right. <laughs> Not to have my man. <laughs> And not even not to just have a man, but not to have a godly thing. I've turned yes. down too much ungodliness. Oh, come not on. To have a god thing. Come on, Grace. So I would say yes. Amen. Okay, so last question. So, in the beginning of the podcast, um, the first question that I asked you was, why are you single? Khadijah Bo. Why is Khadijah Bo single? Yeah. So, this time, I want to ask you... In your opinion, why do you think there are so many single women? Like, mm-hmm. the women that are, who who really do want a husband. And that like say that they, single women? Yeah, like, say single women. The women that say, you know, I want a husband, I feel like I'm ready for marriage, whatever. Why do you think that they are still single? Although, they say that they're ready. Why do you think they're still single? There are a couple things I can say. For one, we cannot ignore <laughs> the shortage of men in right, the church. Right, right, right. We, we can't skip over that. It's 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 a shortage. It's a shortage. I, I will say that. Um, so the ratio is just completely off. Right. Um. Two, I would say. I don't know. Sometimes women say they want a marriage. And when they are approached and when they do talk to someone and when it becomes a challenge, mm-hmm. you know, they don't endure that. Ooh. So they want it for the wrong reason. Okay. So, and I've seen that and mm-hmm. I've been that person too. It was like, Ooh, this is too much. I'm, I'm leaving. You know? Right. Right. So I would say, um, yeah, sometimes they don't really want a marriage. Right. They just... Like, they just want to be able to say they got a man. Or the idea. The fantasy. And you know what? I think that's what it is. I think so many single women who want to be in a relationship, they're more so in love with the fact that they have this partnership. Yeah. You know, this man that they can call their own. This fairy tale. Right. And it's really not a fairy tale. It's not. And then there's another thing that women always ask, and people have asked me, where is my Boaz? Yeah. Like. Yeah. I've been there too. Like, where do you though? Right. Like, okay, so let's talk about Boaz real quick. Boaz was a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, His wife, Ruth, she came from a successful family mm-hmm. who had all of this wealth. And. 
the the thing that stuck out to me that was so significant to me was Boaz told Ruth what to do. And she did it. Without her even being his wife yet. Told her what to do. And blindly, she just obeyed him. She was already a wife. Right. That is it, bro. Like, okay. Are you a wife? Are you? Are you? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so. Are you preparing to be a wife? Right. Okay, so there was a mother in the church. She told me something. I'm not sure how true it is. But I definitely see her point of view. She said that, you know, the the Bible says he that finds a wife finds a good thing and finds favor in the Lord. She said that women are already a wife Mm -hmm. before they say I do. If this man has proposed to you, it's because he sees the characteristics Of of a wife. Yeah. So... I know I asked you that question, but I want to say, I feel like so many women are single because they are not portraying the characteristics of a wife. And they don't know that they're not portraying those characteristics. And that's why we need mentors and people to show us how to do those things, spiritual counselors. And sometimes they look good on paper. Right. But within their, their hearts... They're broken. They Mm -hmm. haven't dealt with childhood trauma. They have unforgiveness in their hearts. Mm -hmm. You know, they really aren't ready. They aren't whole. Right. So they they really aren't ready for a marriage. Right. And then in Proverbs 31, it explains vividly what a noble wife is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And one of the scriptures, it says her husband praises her. Yeah. So... Are you a woman worthy to be praised? Worthy to be praised. Okay, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Good. You got a career. Cool. The outside is good. Like right. on paper, you are an ideal right. wife. But can this but but can a man really look at you and say that's a wife right there? Not that's a good woman. That is exactly. a wife. Exactly. That's good. You can be a good woman but not be a wife. That's like right. that's the reality. Yes, it is. And there are a lot of good women that suck at being wise. <laughs> because Since, let, let, listen, let me just tell you, <laughs> I sucked <laughs> at being a wife, y'all. And I, I, I feel like I needed to say that, um, because again, I was once a single woman. Yeah. You know, my mom and my dad are married. My husband, his parents are married. So we both grew up with these ideas of what a wife and a husband looked like. Mm -hmm. But in reality, I didn't have a great example. Yeah. And so, you know, and then there's just a, you know, there's a wife in the world and then there's a wife that's in the church. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And so me, I really did not have like the bible example example right Mm -hmm. so when i got in my marriage okay so listen let me just say this my husband wanted a stay-at-home mom yeah i'm a stay-at-home mom it has not always been you know pleasing yeah comfortable but i'm learning my place Mm -hmm. still you know i'm not there yet where i want to be but i'm but i'm getting there yeah yeah and i can truly say i'm I'm learning how to be a wife. And so I will say this too. 
as single women, you're not going to always know what a wife is supposed to be, what a yeah. wife is supposed to do. And certain things but you, you got to be willing yeah. to know. Uh-huh. Somebody had to teach me and tell me, you got to be taught. You got to be willing to be taught. I wrote a mm-hmm. poem not too long ago. Um, at the very end of my poem, God said to me, or I wrote in the, my poem, that God showed me two things if I want my marriage to be successful. Be teachable. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, remember that the hem of God's garment is always reachable. Mm. Meaning, as a single woman who says she's ready for marriage, your prayer life, too. Yeah. Matter of fact, your prayer life, number one, got to be up there. Yeah. It got to be By yourself. Up there. By yourself. By yourself, sweetie. Your husband cannot build up your prayer life for you. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to already have that. And I feel like that is a, that could be one of the other reasons why there are so many single women. Because they're not spending that time with God. They're not building their relationship with God. God is a jealous God. He's not going to let you fall in love with a man before you fall in love with him. Period. Period. Yeah. So, I know that was your question, sis. I'm sorry. I just wanted to throw my two cents in there. So, with all that being said, I have a treat for (laughs) y'all. My listeners. My sis. She is one of the dopest poets I have ever met in my life, y'all. Thank you so much, Liz. Girl, listen. She don't know this, y'all. But her name in my phone for a while was Poetic Dreamer. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> listen, Poetic Dreamer. So my Poetic Dreamer is going to share a poem with you all. And it's about singleness. So go ahead. All right. The title of this is I Wrote This Because I'm Single. And I wrote this two years ago, um, just to give you an idea of where I was back then in comparison now. But um, yes, (laughs) I wrote this because I'm single. I remember being in prayer and God told me, you desire a husband. And the first stage is denial. Now, God, I'm good. I've been doing this single thing for a while now. I've been kicking in. I mean, we've been kicking in. You good, I'm good, we good. No, you desire a husband and that's okay. In prayer sessions like these, I've learned how to be completely open, honest, and vulnerable with God. I've learned to let you in the messy places without trying to clean it first. I've seen you use my brokenness as an instrument to worship, playing melodies and smooth harmonies of surrendering. You taught me not to fear pain, but rather embrace whatever comes because all things work together for the good. God, I desire to be whole. To be sure of who I am and who you are and what you'll do because you'll do just what you said you'll do. I'm learning what it really means to delight myself in you because according to the Hebrew, delight means to be soft, to be gentle. You're simply molding my heart to address you delicately, to appreciate what we have so a man won't easily come and take it away. I've been there before and I dare not return. I've been there before where the lust is thick and the breathing is heavy and everything you agreed not to do, you do. I've been there before where my love for God is translucent, vaguely seen while light passes through, but it was transparency that allowed me to see you clearly again. Yes, I am a virgin. 
but not because my body lacks the appropriate hormones to produce an arousal, but despite the temptation, you found a way to keep me. When I didn't take the escape, you snatched me. When I made up my mind to walk out, you stood at the door. When I made a God of a man, you showed me that I deserve so much better, and for that, I'll be faithful to you. I'll build my altar, burn up the branches of friendships and relationships that led to brokenness, let out the fire with tears that flow from a belly of rivers of living water. Allow the steam of hurt and pain to evaporate as my Savior and helps the savor of my worship. Now I lay me down to breathe. I pray the Lord, my mind, eyes to see and exchange temporary void fillers with an everlasting love. God, my sacrificial offering is me. And God, this time I won't forfeit because a man greeted me with deceitful roses and fiery petals that burn as I walk. God, this time I won't dare him to taste of that which causes sure death, but I'll speak to his dead bones and command them to live. I'll prophesy to him in old age and promise a son because if you can give me what you've promised me, you've shown me that you can do anything, God. I'll pull down strongholds with the mighty weapons of warfare. You've taught me how to use, God. You've taught me how to fight, how to endure when I'm pressed on every side, how to believe when I can't see, how not to allow the cares of light to choke this word up out of me, God. You've shown me how to keep my enemies at peace with me, how you'll spread your love abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost, which you've given unto me. God, I thank you because your spirit is a true comforter. Because I see couples lonely. I see some married and unhappy. And I'm not convinced that a man will solve insecurities. God, I really just want all that you have for me. Sis. <laughs> wait. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait. Jesus. That was beautiful. It was transparent. You were vulnerable. Extremely. You, like, you let us in your closet. Yeah. And gave us the truth. And about, I really hope it helps somebody. It is. I, I believe that's going to help somebody. Listen, I've heard that point before. Yeah. But that was just like it was the first time. <laughs> real. You heard it two years ago. Listen, I heard that point two years ago. And I probably heard it once after that. But... Every time I, anytime I hear any of your poetry, it's just like the first time. So, y'all, I really hope you all enjoyed this episode. I hope that someone was helped. Um, as I've mentioned before, if you all have any questions, whatever, anything that you would like to say, feel free to message me um, under my videos. You know, just kind of leave some encouraging words, whatever. Anything that you feel like you want to get off, you know, just just leave me a message. And I will um, talk to you all again on episode four. I'm not altogether sure what that episode will be about. But just know I am cooking something up for all of my listeners. Um, this podcast is and will be relatable to everyone. So, be on the lookout for some new things. Mm -hmm. And, sis, you brought the heat. No, you brought the heat with some (laughs) unexpected questions. (laughs) You brought the heat. But, yes, y'all, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. And I will see y'all next time. Good night. And this has been Talk with Liv.